When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Every Secretary of State that we have had in the United States, every single one, and every Undersecretary of State, the entire State Department is controlled by the Council on Foreign Relations. They're all controlled by the Council on Foreign Relations. You can become an official Patreon supporter of my work here at Strange Planet Productions by donating a monthly amount through patreon.com forward slash strange planet. Patreon.com forward slash strange planet. There are several tiers to choose from. Pick which one is right for you, but any monthly amount is greatly appreciated. As a sign of my appreciation, you can have your name mentioned on air during my weekly radio show, or you could have your name included in a crawl on my YouTube channel live stream. You could also receive episodes of my old podcast, The Rock and Roll Twilight Zone. This critically acclaimed podcast, produced in partnership with Chris Jericho, is not currently available anywhere else. If you enjoy this podcast or my weekly radio program, The Conspiracy Show, you can really get behind me and my work by donating once a month at patreon.com forward slash strange planet. Patreon.com forward slash strange planet. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs, here's Richard Serrett. Dr. Paul Williams, who is the co-author of The Killing of Uncle Sam, The Demise of the United States of America. And uh, Paul is a, a journalist, the author of 15 books, including Among the Ruins, The Decline and Fall of the Roman Catholic Church, Crescent Moon Rising, The Islamic Transformation of America, The Unholy Alliance Between the Vatican, the CIA, and the Mafia. Uh, incidentally, that is being made into a movie series for AMC Network Paul is the winner of three first-place Keystone Press Awards and has been has written articles for major news outlets, including USA Today, The Wall Street Journal, Newsmax, The Counter-Terrorist, and National Review. He holds a PhD in philosophical theology from Drew University and has had and has served as a consultant on organized crime and international terrorism for the FBI and an adjunct professor of theology, humanities, and philosophy. Incidentally. Uh, the website, if you uh, are interested in learning more about the book, is www.killingunclesambook.com. Paul, welcome back. It seems like I never left you, Richard. <laughs> we spent a lot of time talking about uh, sort of laying the groundwork. We talked about in hour one, uh, Cecil Rhodes and the Secret Roundtable uh, Society and this quest uh, really to extend the British Empire to the entire globe over all of humanity to control all of the resources. Africa, of course, was a jewel. Uh, that they wanted. And then, of course, they wanted to take the colony back, the United States of America, which they lost under King George. 
uh, back in 1776, and, and uh, that quest began with uh, the formation of this, uh, uh, the Pilgrim, uh, was it the Pilgrim Society? Yes. And who met at the Waldorf Astoria, and these were all the big mucky mucks, the elite of the elite. I mean, the 1% of the 1% we're talking about, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the Carnegies, the Morgans. Uh, they decided if you want to control uh, a country, you need to control uh, the money. And so they created, of course, the Federal Reserve on Jekyll Island, uh, rather surreptitiously back in 1913. And um, they also then moved into controlling education through these endowments, uh, uh, the Ford Endowment, for example, and, and uh, the Carnegie uh, Group, and all of these that funded the schools to the tune of 20%. They wrote the textbooks. Uh, you know, I, I don't think we're telling tales out of school, so to speak, to suggest that uh, you know, a, a diploma ain't what it used to be. So there has been this sort of homogenization, standardization, uh, a dumbing down. And um, I mean, because I, I, I'm thinking you want a, you want a pliable, com, you want a compliant populace. You want you don't want you know uh, heretical thinkers and people who are going to say, "Hey, the emperor has new clothes." You want to train people to stack boxes, essentially. Right, and you do, you, you do not want uh, professors in your universities and uh, colleges and teachers in your high schools uh, teaching anything contrary to uh, what should be and what should be mandated to be, to be taught. Well, so, so what do we have, we have now in the universities? We have certainly radical progressive uh, professors who are, I would say, by and large, you would ca- you would characterize them as being cultural Marxists. Um, I mean, th- they're certainly, you know, um, uh, not not sort of towing the party line, are they? I mean, or what well, is the party well, line? Yeah, well, do you know what? In 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 2011, there was a study undertaken of of the United States undergraduate students, and they realized that. Uh, most undergraduate, most students who graduated from colleges in the United States had uh, received a degree without reading 20 pages of writing. Uh, a third of the students, uh, 45% of them, uh, showed no improvement in critical thinking from the day that they set foot on, on their college campus to the day they graduated. Uh, another study showed that... Uh, uh, the 25 percent of the uh, of America's graduates uh, were uh, were reading on a on a on a third and fourth grade level, compared to 40 other uh, modernized countries. The United States ranked 17th in literacy, 17th in math, 21st in science. I mean, you know, it's ridiculous. Right, it's just right. complete. I saw it myself. It, it, in, in the schools that I taught, they used to segregate. Uh, the, when I first graduated from college, I taught in Abington Heights in Clark Summit, Pennsylvania, and they used to put the the brightest of the bright with the with with fellow bright students, uh, uh, average students with average students, and slow students with slow, slow students. Now this this sounds right now outrageous, but that's the way uh, the educational system in the United States worked, and they the bright students challenged themselves and they got brighter. And uh, the average students uh, got better. And, uh, but what happened was right now, uh, because of, of, of legislation called No Child Left Behind, you have to have the, uh, the slowest of the slow students in with the brightest of the brightest. So uh, somebody teaching there has to 
direct everything to the lowest common element in the classroom, which, of course, creates a real dumbing down, and that's what we're seeing right now uh, throughout the United States. But it's by design. Once again, the foundations are demanding that, and they control the, fed, the, uh, the educational system. But back, so back to the, the, uh, the radicalization uh, on college campuses. I mean, back in the 60s... That was all funded by the Rockefellers... Uh, during the 1960s, all funded. Right. I mean, back all in the funded. 60s, though, at least back in the 60s, you had you had students marching for more free speech. You had students marching for, you know, more liberty, more protection against privacy. Uh, and now they're marching against free speech. You, we have cohorts, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of students being churned out who hate capitalism, who hate the First Amendment, uh, you know, who, who hate Western civilization. Well, they're, they're all being conditioned. They have been conditioned, and they really don't know what is taking place. They don't know anything about what we're, talk, we're talking about, the monetary system. Not, 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 not a damn thing about it. They know nothing about uh, the way that their schools are, are being controlled. Uh, they, they know nothing about the false flag attacks that have been brought us into war after war after war. They know nothing about what's, what, what's really taking place in the country. If you even talk to them, if you, and once again, I, I taught college for, for years and years and years, you know. Uh, How did you survive? Right? How did you survive? In the- I, I had to get out of it. It was, it, it, look at, I, 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 some of my, my students, I, I, I became, toward the end, the, the dean of a college that I was teaching at used to just pass the students that I failed. Right. But, I mean, with your, with your views and your perspective, you would need armed guards to walk onto a college campus today. Oh, man. I mean, well, I, I felt sorry for them. You know, I, I received a great education, a wonderful education, and I came from a very poor family. I mean, my father was a thread salesman. But, you know, I, 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 I was a good student. I got a, a full scholarship. I, got, I received a great education in the United States. You know, I, I've got a background. I, I, my Ph.D. was in Latin. Now, I mean, who writes a Ph.D. in Latin these days? I mean, people don't even, you couldn't even begin to. I mean, but in those days, believe me, it wasn't extraordinary. It was not an extraordinary fact, you know, feat. Right. Um, Everyone that went to graduate school when when I was at at, 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 at Drew University, for instance, where I, I studied, there were only three there were three people in uh, my division. That's it. Wow. Three students. And that's all it took. I want to talk about. I want to dial things back now. Uh, oh, get better, gooder. I don't want to talk about myself. <laughs> no, no, no. It's this is all very uh, important Let's stuff. Let's go back. We talked. We talked about the way that this cartel was formed at the Pilgrim Society. Yes. The way they took over the economy. The way they took over the educational system. There's one thing I'd like to, if I could, lead right into this. Yes, please. They took over the State Department. Aha. Uh-huh. That was an important thing. What happened was after World War One, they brought us into World War One for. And this is this is what's wonderful, Richard. If you talk to people in Canada, the United States, Britain, France, Germany, throughout the world, what caused World War One? Nobody. Well, Look officially, it. we're told or taught that the German Navy was building up, and that this was perceived as a threat to uh, to Great Britain. Well, uh, that's true. Yeah, that is true. It, it was all about money. People think art, the, the, the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand. All the, right. No, no, no. It was the fact that the, that, the, that the British control of natural resources was being threatened by Germany. That, exact, you're exactly right. And that was World War But And look, at it was hugely profitable. It created the industrial-military complex. 
it, it was highly profitable for the Morgans and uh, and for uh, Rockefeller. It brought, as a matter of fact, it brought it, it created uh, it created new technology with oil. World sure. War One. Sure. You know, I, before then, everything re- was was run by coal. And uh, World War One. You know, the the British fleet was com- by the end of the war completely uh, operating. You know, using oil. So it, it, it brought about huge changes, huge enrichment for the for the Rockefellers. At the end of World War One, they wanted to create a League of Nations that failed. When that failed, what happened here in the United States is the Morgans, the Pilgrim Society, the same bloody players, Richard. This is, it's, the, the, the players don't change. The same Pilgrims that the created the society in 1903, they created the Council on Foreign Relations in 1920. And what happened with the Council on Foreign Relations is this, that it was formed just like the secret society, a, 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 a circle within a circle within a circle within a circle, a private secret society, Council of Foreign Relations, no minutes, uh, uh, no records ever disclosed. Uh, even, even their membership rules now are, are withheld from, from, uh, from the public. But this one group, controlled by the Morgans and controlled by the Rockefellers, and totally uh, they they uh, they they started to develop study groups funded by the foundations, and these study groups started to outline what this, the policy of the United States should be foreign and domestic. Right, and all their members end up being in the in, in the yeah, exactly. administration. At the time of Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Right, right. Get and this: every just... Secretary of State that we have had in the United States came from the Constitution. Every single one. And every undersecretary of state, the entire State Department was con- is con- and not is controlled by the Council on Foreign Relations. They're all controlled by the Council on Foreign Relations. That's our State Department, which controls our foreign policy and our domestic policy. What about Zbigniew Brzezinski? Uh, was he start, what, total C- CFR? And he started the Trilateral Commission, didn't he? he well, uh, with David Rockefeller. Mm. Don't forget David Rockefeller funded right. all that. That David Rockefeller funded the United Nations. David Rockefeller f- funded all these things. So the the State Department taken over um, very very early on. Now, would it be fair to say that the executive branch was taken over in November of 1963? I would say the uh, no. I would say that that uh, 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 that the executive branch was taken over in 1932 with FDR. Yeah. But yeah, he was totally he was totally groomed by uh, the Morgans and the, and the Rockefellers. Totally, totally uh, from you know from day one. He's the one that confiscated the gold. He's the one that brought in these uh, the, the big government programs. Uh, he's the one that uh, that brought it. That really lured us, uh, and we had no business being in World War II. Lured us in there to to further the the interest of the this this cartel. Uh, People say, "Oh, well, we had to fight Adolf Hitler, uh, and you know, we we ought to fight for the for the, we had to fight against the bad guy." Yeah, that that really makes a lot of sense because we were allied with Joseph Stalin, and uh, compared to uh, Hitler, uh, Hitler compared to Stalin looked like a piker. Uh, Hitler killed ten million, Stalin killed a hundred million. So uh, yeah, but so but in any case, that's but at, what happened at, during after World War Two? This is important too. The, the this, these same cartel through, created the United Nations through the Council on Foreign Relations, 
And the United Nations, we, we formed a treaty, the federal government did, our federal government, with uh, the, a, a treaty between a country and an organization. I mean, Richard, it doesn't make sense. You can't have a treaty between an organization and a country. I'm sorry. Right, you can have right. between a country and a country. But we have a, we have a bloody treaty with an organization. In, in accordance with that treaty, we have been brought into war. Right. We've been brought right. into war. I mean, it's and under 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 uh, uh, under foreign leadership. Uh, but in any case, they created the the United Nations. Uh, after the, well, along with the United Nations, this same cartel created something called the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund. Right. The American people don't understand this. It's all controlled. Do, do, do you understand the way that the World Bank works? The World Bank to 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 developing countries and countries in need provides loans, billions of dollars in loans. All the loans, which are guaranteed by the federal government, by the way, uh, come from Chase Manhattan, Morgan Stanley, all, the same members of this money cartel. All the money comes from them. And the, very, the first stipulation of the loan is that they're paid back first. And, the way, the, the, and if they're not paid, and, and if they're not paid back, Entirely, and the, the, the demands are outrageous. What happens is the the Rockefellers and the Morgans and the Rothschilds uh, can confiscate the natural resources right. of the countries that they loaned money to. Right, it's a fire That's sale why throughout Africa. Uh, the 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 Rockefellers and are, are now controlling, and the Rothschilds, the water supplies of different. Not only the water supplies, but taking the land and taking the land and putting people in. In, 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 in repopulating the people in different areas. Right. They're taking all of the natural resources. They're raping and pillaging because these countries that are receiving loans from the World Bank can't repay them. It's happened time and time and time again throughout South America. It's happening time and time again throughout, uh, th- throughout Africa. It's happening throughout uh, Southeast Asia. That these, these bastards are taking from, from the people... They're only they're, they're only source of wealth. They're, re, they're, 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 they're taking up populations and resettling them in the camps, in camps. And we're allowing that. And this is, once again, this is, so you wonder why people in South America right now, or people in Africa, or people in Southeast Asia, hate, Ameri- hate the United States. Well, do you know why? Because they, 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 they associate the World Bank in the International Monetary Fund with the United States. Right, but this, the, these these groups and these people are are ultranational. They're above. I mean, oh yeah, th- this oh, is yeah. not it's the United States. To, I mean, I happen people I, don't matter. Right, and, to, and another thing to bring their aid to 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 seize natural resources, they have brought the United States into war after war after war for no reason. Right. I mean, and they say, oh, you have to sub- we have to support the military and say, oh, we're proud of your service. No, no, no. You should never go into the United States military right now because you're not serving the interests of the United States. You're serving the interests of a money cartel. I, I want to, uh, the money cartel right now in Libya, the money cartel right now that's interested in taking over Syria. Yes. The money cartel that's, that's interested uh, right now in, 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 uh, in, t- in taking over the natural resources uh, throughout Central Asia? I mean, please. I want, to, I want to make a couple of points here, though. One is what I, I think of the U.S. Constitution. I mean, I, I think that's one of the most important documents. I think it's a shining light. I think the idea of the United States of America, this experiment, this grand experiment, 
uh, is a beautiful thing. Uh, I, I think it has been, you know, taken away from the people. But I think the United States of America, the people of the United States, the idea of the United States is a force for good in the world. Wouldn't you agree with that? Well, I, 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 look, I, in, in terms of the founding fathers of the United States, in, in, form, in, in terms of, of what America was supposed to be, uh, yeah, Richard, I agree. In terms right now of what we're doing, no. I mean, right now what we, have, what we are doing is we are allowing a money cartel to take us into war after war after war, killing, killing millions and millions and millions of civilians for no reason except greed. Uh, I, I mean, there's, it, it's, it's to, using weapons of mass destruction on, on a scale on, you know, that, 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 that nobody could even imagine, George Orwell couldn't imagine, dropping, even, even in Iraq, dropping nuclear weapons. I mean, please, in Afghanistan, nu- nuking them. And nobody's writing about it. Dropping white phosphorus on, on civilian... No, 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 no. This is not what the people in the Constitution, uh, that, that wrote the Constitution, were thinking about. These are not what the Founding Fathers were thinking about. Uh, this is not Thomas Jefferson. This is exactly what they warned us against. And yet right now we're brought into war after war after war, and com- we are committing atrocities. You know, right now the CIA is toppling governments throughout the world. We've done it throughout Latin America under Operation Condor. We've done that. We've toppled the, go- the government in Turkey two or three times, in Greece the same way. In Italy we got rid of uh, Aldo Moro. We have toppled the government. And now people are saying, oh, the Russians are interfering with our with our, our election process. Right, I mean, please, right. open up, realize what we're doing and what we continue to do. And the CIA, once again, is not beholding to the federal government. The CIA is not answerable. The CIA is not answerable to Congress. It's not answerable to anyone. It's, it, it's, only, it's not answerable to anyone. And the CIA is funded, thanks to the money cartel, almost totally through the heroin industry. This is all fact. And yet the American, we, we know, Richard, we, I, we cannot, I cannot say right now, in my country, as a man who grew up here and loved the United States, that America remains a shining light or a shining example. No, no, um, no America has to, re, really, we have to get back and, and, and realize what we are supposed to be, and we have to take steps to restore our government. Every once in I a mean, while, a president comes along that's not reading off the the script of course you know we had uh abraham lincoln uh who who was trying to uh revoke the uh the, the charter for the for the central bank at that time correct the, right uh we had of course kennedy kennedy right trying well, to one to same, mint our own money trying to do the same thing which you know and both of course shot in the head in public which sends a clear signal um what about nixon i mean because I look at uh, Watergate. I, I look I, at Watergate in many ways as sort of a more sophisticated method of assassination. Well, that, yeah, but Nixon, uh, I grew up as a conservative. Uh, I, I wrote for National Review, as you as you mentioned before. I was a bona fide. I, I was on Fox News a gazillion times, bona fide conservative. But Richard Nixon did some atrocious things. What he did with the trade status with China, for instance, right yes, now. Yes, I agree. Taking a dollar throughout the world off the gold standard. 
I mean, you know, I mean, he committed what he did in Vietnam. I mean, atrocities, really, really atrocities. Oh, I I agree that I don't think he was a great president. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, though, that when you have a president who doesn't, he's not doing exactly what he's told to do. uh, Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and rather than, uh, I mean, you know, I think the, the powers that be are getting a little more sophisticated in their methods. They don't use assassination anymore. Uh, they use they use scandal and blackmail they, and they uh, use Robert uh, Mueller, Robert and, Mueller. Uh, and people like that. Yeah, right. So, do you think that's what happened to Nixon? And if so, where do you think he went wrong in their minds? Why do you think they decided? I'm not sure that that happened to uh, you know. I, I, I okay. I, I never did. You know, I, 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 I was a fan of his when when when. Uh, but uh, I, I, from what I I see and what what Nixon was doing in. In China, for instance, with Kissinger, Kissinger was, of course, CFR, you know, up to his eyeballs. And, and Nixon was surrounded with CFR people. I think people just didn't like him. I mean, the, you know, they, they control the press, but I can't see how he really ticked off David Rockefeller to the, to the extent that, you know, they... That right. I think that, that, that they're probably, probably... It didn't matter. Look, at the president doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter that much. You know, uh, it didn't matter whether uh, Nixon was in there or Ford or Carter or Reagan. It didn't matter. It doesn't matter. What the about policy's the same? They still control the State Department, right? What about they still control the economy? What they about still control of the educational system? There's this there's this legendary story, and I, I don't know if it's true. I want to run it by you. That in the early '90s, William Jefferson Clinton, then governor of a rather obscure state, let's face it. I think he was probably making about $48,000 a year as governor of Arkansas. No offense to the, the people of Arkansas. I'm just saying it's not, it's not one of the major you know, states that we think of. So he shows, he's invited to a Bilderberg meeting where he meets David Rockefeller, who proceeds to give him sort of a master's class in how things are supposed to work and the globalization and so forth. He asks Clinton, do you agree with this? Clinton re- responds in the affirmative, and to which uh, Rockefeller extends his hand and says, "Thank you very much. Congratulations, Mr. President." I, I think Richard, it goes. No, I, I think the people who who are perpetuating that are unaware that William Jefferson Clinton was, a, first of all, a Rhodes Scholar. So he was taken into that. Every Rhodes Scholar is taking in. You know, I mean, that's part of the uh, the Rhodes Society. Sure. Sure. To, to perpetuate the uh, the oh, oh no, I'm not discounting the fact that he was brilliant. He is he is a brilliant no, no, man. No, no, I'm yeah. not saying brilliant. Yeah, he was a Rhodes Scholar. That means that he was t- that, that that from the very beginning he was groomed for something. Right. And then uh, the the fact that when he was a governor of Arkansas, uh, drugs were running through his his country, uh, or through his state, excuse through Arkansas, like at, at Mena, the airport at Mena. And I mean, he was all part of the system from the from the get go. Right, but I'm saying he was anointed at Bilderberg. Is that? He... I think he was anointed when he when he became a Rhodes a Rhodes Scholar. Ah, and any truth to the uh, the, the 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 fable, the legend, or maybe it's fact that he was a, 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 an illegitimate son of one of the Rockefellers? Ah! <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's, uh, he doesn't have that sharp Rockefeller nose. Take a look at the. Uh, the schnoz on uh, David <laughs> Rockefeller and right. William Jefferson Clinton. I, right. I, I don't know. I I keep hearing you know he's the you, you know. Let's face it, Richard. We've we've heard so many things about the you know uh, the heritage of certain people. For instance, of the Bushes, Barbara Bush. You know, uh, her mother was uh, her. The Barbara Bush was the daughter of uh, of uh, that 
great Satanist, uh, Alistair Crawley. Oh, I haven't I heard know. that. Listen, i got to take a time out here. We'll come back. C60 Evo delivers the miracle molecule, ESS60. It's pure carbon 60. Why not love your body and share C60 Evo with those you love? ESS60 from C60 Evo is a mega antioxidant for increased strength, endurance, flexibility, and a deeper sleep. It's great for pets too. I take a tablespoon every day and so does the mighty Aphrodite. We're both sleeping better than we have in years. And during the day, we have such tremendous energy and vitality. We're both pain-free. In a landmark peer-reviewed animal study in Paris, France, rats fed ESS60 lived twice their normal lifespan. Go to c60evo.com slash Richard hyphen or click on the C60Evo link in the episode notes. Use the code EVRS at checkout and save 10%. ESS60 from C60Evo. Order your miracle in a bottle today. The truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Then, it is violently opposed. Finally, it is accepted as self-evident. Let me just read that again. I don't know what that means. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. We are back with Dr. Paul Williams, co-author of The Killing of Uncle Sam. Now, uh, wow, what a cliffhanger. Just before the break, you laid a big one on us. The late Barbara... Well, we'll have to have another show on that one, Richard. You want me to talk about... about... Just briefly, the late Barbara Bush... Uh, oh, was a dis- a, dis- a descendant of Aleister Crowley? I did not know that. I did not know that. Am I disappointing you? I didn't know that. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm here to talk about the killing of Uncle Sam. But if you want me to look at such such, since we're on, on the conspiracy uh, uh, show, I guess I, I, I just a couple I, I minutes. Should. I can't leave that out there hanging. <laughs> well, Alistair, what happened was Barbara Bush's uh, mother. Okay. Uh, was 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 an heiress who was married to the owner and the editor of uh, two major magazines in the United States. I think one was McCall's, and I, I forget what the other one was. But her her mother, who was a libertine, her name was Pauline, left her husband during the uh, uh, 1918, 1920, somewhere around there, and went to England without him, and she was a libertine, and she ended up living uh, with uh, a friend of hers who was living with Frank Harris, who was a pornographer, and Aleister Crowley. Mm. When she came, this is all true now, this, they can, this you, you can substantiate. When uh, Barbara Bush's mother came back to the United States, she was pregnant, and she was uh, three months pregnant, and that during those three months, she had been, uh, she had been away from her husband, and she had been in Paris living with Frank Harris and his mistress and our Alistair Crawley. Now, the word, the, 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 the scuttlebutt from that is that the, 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 the offspring, when she came back, and let's face it, it, was, it is very mysterious. This I can't substantiate. It, it, her name was Pierce. Her real name was Barbara Pierce. Right, and she right. was married to McCall's, and I'm trying to think of the other. But she was a very, very wealthy woman. When she came back to her husband, uh, she was pregnant, and uh, the the baby was Barbara Bush, right? Which would mean that uh, that uh, if, if by extension that uh, uh, George George W uh, is the grandson or the, the grandson. <laughs> Alistair Crowley. 
of <laughs> Aleister Crowley, the great Why? Satanist, who, of course, was involved in you know, all, all types of things. These are things that you could pretty well substantiate on your own. All right, so... That, that's a to- topic of another... It is indeed. I, Pierce. All right. <laughs> the, uh, the, the progeny but look of... At her. Uh, you, know what, you know what's interesting, Richard? Yes. If you take a look at, uh, at Barbara Bush, she bears an uncanny resemblance to Aleister Crowley. Okay, I'll have to check I mean, that out. I really, really uncanny. I want to okay. talk about... Uh, yes. Richard, if yeah. I may interrupt, all the proceeds from... I don't make a dime from the book. All the bo- proceeds go to the River School of Government so that students can be educated, really educated, in what's taking place and, and how they can how they can try to reverse things. And that, we should really talk about that for a bit. Yes. There are ways to reverse what, ha- what has happened. Well, let, let's, let, let's talk about that, uh, for sure. Because, you know, you mentioned uh, this the School of government Governance. Uh, one of the things that irks me is uh, even... Even uh, people who ought to know better, politicians, uh, constantly referring to the United States as a democracy. Oh, the founding fathers hated democracy. Yes, me too. They warned, it's, they warned against it. It's, oh, yeah. It's the definition of the lynch mob, majority rule. Yeah, it's yeah. tyranny of the majority. And, and I mean, the way that our, our, our de- 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 this republic is set up in the United States, I mean, they, people should be aware of that with the electoral college and, you know, that, no, this is was never, never never meant to be a democracy. Even, even I mean, in, originally, only landowners could vote. Well, no, but the know, idea I, that, 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 that um, the idea is a good one, I think, that, that uh, you, you know, the Congress shall pass no law, and then you have this, you know, a long, this laundry list of inalienable rights, uh, which, of yeah. course, have, you know, been trodden all over, but the idea, again, is what I'm talking about. The idea, uh, and, right? But imme- immediately, you got to realize the Americans in my generation, and just a few years ago, willingly relinquished all their rights for the sake of security by acqui- acquiescing to the Patriot Act. Yes. And all these people who are uh, who are who are protesting and screaming on college campus, you don't hear anything about that. Their rights, their bloody rights, have been taken away from them. I mean, come on! If you're going to protest anything, protest that. Right. Right. Yeah. Instead of protesting, uh, oh, yeah. freedom of speech, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, 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 and yeah. how anything that offends me is now hate speech and should be banned. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, yeah. Or, so it's ridiculous. So how? Well, let's let's talk about that. How do we? I mean, it seems insurmountable. It almost seems like, uh, you know, the elites have everything locked down, and there's it's too late. Is it? The answer is it, it prob- There is hope, but the, the hope is only a ray of hope. Uh, for instance, the the, 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 American, the people in the United States have to demand an audit of the Fed. They have to do that. Uh, the, the, the United States has to produce, begin producing real money, not paper money, real money. What does that uh, mean? Money though, based uh, on a commodity. What does that mean to audit the Fed? What would that entail? Well, right now you realize that, that, uh, that, 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 that the Fed, uh, that the Federal Reserve remains exempt from scrutiny by the Government Accountability Office, the GAO, uh, the investigative arm of Congress. They they don't they, they don't they don't disclose anything. Could that be changed by an executive order? That could be that could be exchanged. That could be rectified by an executive order. But uh, it, that's very easy because the Fed isn't really part of the government. That okay. could be done. So, I mean, Rand Paul. And Ron Paul have been screaming about that for decades, and that that that, that only makes sense. Audit the bastards! What I mean, would that? Come on. What would that mean to audit them? What would it? What would we learn? It would mean. Do you know what you would learn? You would you would learn that 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 much of the 
of, of, of the wealth of the United States has been stolen. Has been, uh, you, would, you would learn who it, right now are the shareholders. Wouldn't you like to know who right now the present shareholders, you don't, nobody knows that now, of the Fed are. We know who they were in the beginning, but who are they now? Right, right. Okay, so I mean, number one, you know, audit. Many, f- it, from the beginning, many, many foreign bankers owned shares in the Federal, well, who owns the shares in the Federal Reserve right now? Because they're, they're, they're controlling our, our economy. Right, right. So audit the Fed. Uh, audit the Fed. Restore using real money. Based, would you go to the gold standard? I would go, I would go on any commodity, you, you, any, gold, any commodity in the world, even on heroin I'd go on, as long <laughs> as it's a commodity. Seriously? Uh, Richard, I'm saying right now, it's, look, at, right now, the money can be withdrawn, manufactured at whim. Right. And therefore, we can be tossed overnight into a recession, right. or we can benefit from a prosperity, all because of a small group of international bankers. It's it's ridiculous. Okay, so out of the Fed, go back on the gold. Commodity. It, how about not not only gold? If, if you how about electricity? Gold, iron ore. I don't care. How about Make electricity? How about electricity? <laughs> That's well. The problem with the there. Look at that. that that, make it look, even look, make it anything. Make it make it water. Okay, all right. No point taken. I don't want to. I don't want to belabor that point. I mean, but we can, you know, come up with any commodity. Sure. Okay, so back to a, a commodity-based currency. Uh, uh, yeah. Then what do we do? We have to take control. We have to stop endless war. Stop war can only be declared by an act of Congress. Going back in 1965. When I was drafted, Richard, back in the day when you weren't even thought of yet, what happened was Lyndon Bain Johnson appeared on television, and he said, our fleet, the United States fleet, has just been attacked by the North Vietnamese. There are hundreds of dead sailors floating in the Gulf of Tonkin. We have to have military action immediately. So hundreds of thousands of of us Yanks were, were drafted and sent to Vietnam, and it was all bullshit. The North Vietnamese never fired on our fleet. Never did anything like that. There were no dead bodies of sailors. But we went in there and bombed the daylights out of Vietnam, went into a war. After that, you had George H.W. Bush saying, Oh, guess what? Saddam Hussein has gone into Kosovo, and he's removing all these babies from incubators and throwing them on oh, the floors of Kuwait. the hospitals. Kuwait, he's worse yeah. than Adolf Hitler. Do you remember all this stuff? You, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just want to, correct, I want to correct you. You said Kosovo. You meant Kuwait. Uh, but, yeah, no, I... Oh, I, I, I sorry, that's sorry. To quit. Yeah, that's I'm right. thinking of Kosovo, because Kosovo is another one. There you have, you have Clinton saying, oh, in Kosovo, these uh, uh, Christian Serbs are, are massacring the ethnic Albanians and at Rasak. There, there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of, of ethnic Albanians buried in mass. It's all crap. We bombed the daylights out of Kosovo. Then you had uh, George W. Bush saying, oh, guess what? Uh... Saddam Hussein is developing ma- weapons of ma- mass destruction. We have to bomb the crap out of him. Then you had uh, Barack Gaddafi. insane Obama saying that uh, in, in Libya right now, uh, Gaddafi is turning the guns on his own people. He's going to slaughter all lies. So we go into war. We bomb the deal. Stop it. Stop it. Right. 
Right, but don't you? Let me just ask you. War is only, and it's only to further the 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 the, the interest of the money cartel, who remain fixated, by the way, on on the the vast resources, reserves of natural gas and oil, and and, and the and, and the basin of the Caspian Sea. But that's a different matter. Okay, you you stop endless war. Do you know what else you do? You stop university funding. Harvard, Princeton, Yale, Drew, where graduate, they don't need money. They do not need money. Okay? Stop it. A lot of these schools that exist solely on federal funds aren't producing degrees worth crap. And they're producing students who only graduate from um, United States colleges and universities with one thing, debt. Astronomical. Stop funding universities throughout the United States. That's, that's, That's a must, too. Uh, what will that accomplish? Impose tariffs. You know, the United States, before, it, 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 before the, the federal uh, income, income tax, graduated income tax, and the Federal Reserve came into being, existed by tariffs. We're the industrial hub of the world, okay? By that, the, the government can earn its own by imposing tariffs. Another thing you have to, and with that, you can you downsize the government. Right now in the United States, in, in, in 2000, uh, 27% of the Americans, America, uh, the United people of the United States, excuse me, made their living through industry. Now 27% make their living by working for the government. Let me ask you about tariffs here for a second. And, and, sure. uh, and that is, uh, the, the argument is, if you look at what free trade has done, yes, there's always winners and losers, but by and large, we are eradicating the worst of the poverty, abject poverty, at an incredible rate. And many people attribute that to free trade, or at least liberalized trade. How do you respond? Uh, that's not true. No? I mean, what, what, what free trade has, has brought is the exact reverse of that. It has brought about the globalization of poverty. The people in the United States right now are impoverished. Right now, the, the factories... The manufacturing of goods have all gone to third world countries. Capital is fluid. The labor force is stationary. Our labor force is stationary. People in the United States right now are happy when they get a job for $15 an hour at a Walmart. That is not, that is poverty. They're living in poverty. They're, they're, they, they graduate from college and they're terrible debt. They increase their debt when they buy a house and buy a car when they have kids. They die in. They die under reverse mortgages. Richard, what this has brought, what, what what free trade has brought, and this is from Cecil Rhodes and Morgan. Their number one principle was free trade has brought poverty. What about trade wars? How can right? Well, you see, the the, the fact is, right, that's when we talked about Nixon. How could how could anybody really, uh, if we really had a trade war? The United States, even at this point, would prevail. Sure, sure, but that, then people would say, "Well, but what why about do we the- care? Why do we care about enriching China? Who, by the way, you know, they, they don't buy our goods anyhow, or or Germany." I mean, I, I, what about I, I, your I, I, friendly I, neighbors to the north, Paul? <laughs> well, that, that's that's. I think, that in all honesty, that's that's the legitimate question because we're more than that. We're brothers. That's different. That's different. I mean, they, they could, there can be a different, but 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 the, the fact is about uh, the, the the 
the problem right now with with our friends up north, you, you know, you, you, I mean, your prime minister up there, and uh, you, you also have the problem of Quebec, who, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know how you deal with them. I mean, they 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 can't stand the United States. They 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 think they're they, they can't stand Canadian. They can't stand uh, well uh, English Canadians. There, you know what? There's uh, there's certainly, and we've been through this several times with them. There is, though, there. Um, uh, an appreciation for their own culture, which I admire. You know, they, they want to preserve their culture. Totally, in their own language, yeah. But, yes. I mean, once again, I mean, hey, form, form their own country. Well, if I always say if they go, I hope they'll take us with them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> listen, we are out of time, but this has been an absolute uh, uh, joy and pleasure to have you on, Paul. Thank you so much for this. Again, The Killing of Uncle Sam. And that's available uh, at all, all good bookstores, Amazon. And people should use it in their classrooms. Uh-huh. Uh, that that may be a bit of a pipe dream until uh, until uh, things change. But let's. I agree. I agree. Uncle Sam book. Killing Uncle Sam book dot com. Killing Uncle Sam book dot com. Thank you so much, Paul. Right. Thank you. All right. right. Bye bye. A new conspiracy unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com dot com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting.